Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Ready to make history? To make magic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to yet another soon-to-be beloved installment of the number one smash hit podcast, In Bed with Nick and Megan. Number one. Starring the illustrious Nick Offerman, featuring Megan Mullally. And with today's <laughs> very special guest star, the one and only Lisa Kudrow. Welcome to our bed. Yeah. Thank you. She's afraid to put her feet on the bed. I yeah, want to I see that other foot. I have one foot. Come up. It's here. One foot. Do you have a spooky just foot? Just go ahead and <laughs> No, but it's just so wrong to me. This is your bed. Look, at no, you have an immaculate pedicure. Yes, I do. I well, mean, no, I don't, because look at what happened there. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Trust she me. She has a chip. If you saw what was a centimeter of... If you saw what was under these little socks, oh. <laughs> you would feel just fine about that's right. All right, then those I'll just dainty say thank paws. you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for the Nick socks. Nick always has a lot of um, flesh abrasions. Yeah. yeah, so just look at his legs. I live like, hard. Covered with cuts yeah, and scrapes. Pretty good to me. You got one right here right now. They're, they're right now that we're seeing the result of some Minnesota uh, mosquito bites. He's wearing shorts, oh. dear listener. And we also have another special guest star mm. on the bed with us, our oh, dog, goodbye. Clover. Oops, she just she left. Just left. <laughs> <laughs> See, See she's later. not comfortable on the bed either Stage with four. another she person. Was, she got self-conscious about her feet from you. From, <laughs> she picked up on your vibe. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Clover. So we are going to freestyle it because Lisa didn't have a topic that she necessarily felt like she needed to talk about on a podcast today. And I understand that. So let's just talk about whatevs. Yeah, let's get, shall we? Let's jump, let's jump into these uh, trade deals with China. Oh, yeah. Tariffs. Thank Mm. God. Go, like, set us up, Lisa. I've been dying to express my opinion publicly (laughs) about anything political. How did we meet originally? <laughs> At some NBC thing, probably? Probably. Yeah. And then we decided to have a lunch. Oh, <gasps> we, we have a lunch. lunch. Yes. Because you're a producer. And that is something that I personally would like to talk about. Oh. Because I think you're the first woman that I knew in Los Angeles who was producing television. Oh, really? Yeah. Who had been on a show or an actress yes, type and, of uh, thing? Who, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you get started doing that? Because I that was what our lunch was about. Um, yeah. Yeah. When did you make the leap? Yeah. Well, because I knew that Friends was going to be winding down, mm-hmm. like 2003. I think we understood that the following year was going to be it. And I thought, well, if I do another show, I'd like to, you know, be a creative producer. I'd like to have a, a hand in 
whatever that is. And, you know, luckily we were at Warner Brothers and, you know, they were giving out vanity deals. And I thought, well, I don't care that it's a vanity deal. I'm going to actually produce. And um, what is, pardon me, what is a vanity deal? I think, well, I know. What is that? It's just they give the, actors um, a sort of holding deal. A, a production deal. A production deal. To satisfy case. their egos. And yes. most actors never follow through. Oh, I see. On it. Right. But I intended to follow through. Not necessarily in a way that made them happy. Because the <laughs> series I did was for HBO. <laughs> so, you know, that's not exactly prime time. And the name of that great series was? The Comeback. The Comeback. The comeback. Yeah. Such a great show. Thank it's gosh. one of the greatest and Classic. perhaps underrated. Like many people uh, may not have heard it as much as Friends, but by all means, seek out The Comeback. It's a, it's a oh, thanks. couple yeah. steps above a cult classic, but yeah, it's not, I mean, well, nothing is as visible as Friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't really Maybe use we'll that as race. a metric. You may have heard of Coca-Cola, <laughs> yeah. but or parts Uncle, of Uncle Johnny's cola drink is yeah. delicious also. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so, true. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people haven't seen it. But that, that was a big success. Fun. I mean, that was, you know, critically acclaimed and... Uh, oh, I was plenty proud of it, yeah. sure. And I mean, you know, just among my peers, you know, they liked it. So in I, town, didn't, it, I didn't need more than that. It, yeah. car it carries a very heavy cachet. Lisa stars as Valerie Cherish. Yes. And by all means, check it out anyway. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so that so was the first thing. And were you partnered with... Uh, Dan, Dan Bukatinsky. Dan Bukatinsky. And, yeah. Uh, okay. So and Dan is, you know, an actor. He was on, you know, people listening watched watched uh, Scandal. He was James on Scandal, mm -hmm. and um, and he was also a writer and had been through development. And I thought, I don't want a development executive. I want another creative person, mm -hmm. and because I want to make creative based decisions, not just business based decisions um so yeah so that's why i wanted to work with dan mm -hmm. and yeah so you know he and he's a great producer mm -hmm. and then out. how and then i know you have done so i did an episode of your shows uh who do you think you are yeah. the genealogy show and that was incredible nick's gonna probably do an episode yeah we haven't announced the cast yet oh oops no well, no this doesn't it's okay until, um but we're also still researching <laughs> and in five years well potentially but uh yeah it doesn't matter because you know we research that show and then you know if you find something then we can right. try to book you but just the fact that he gave us permission to research it, it was, was such a really a big deal. Great experience doing that. I it was well, yours so much was incredible. More. Thanks. That well, was. I, thanks. Like it was my doing. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Good job, no, honey. but you were, <laughs> but you were open and you were honest and asking really good questions and not holding back. I mean, you took full advantage of that. That is, that is a big part of it. Like you, you, uh, your ride, your vulnerable emotional ride through the experience is a big part of the narrative of the show. Yeah. So caught up in it emotionally, and also oh. I think that sure. having come from not, you know, I was an only child, and I don't have a lot of relatives yeah. even, and so I think that that was part of it too. That yeah. I. I I don't have a lot of family. Right. So hearing about some of my ancestors was It's interesting. Moving. Oh, so interesting. And especially if like, you know, every family has damage in it and then as you look back you kind of see, oh, there it is. <laughs> Maybe not the, you know, origins of it, but there it is. Wow. Um and also just the things that you you look you see in your ancestors that oh my god, is that where I got that from? Right. Is that Mm -hmm. Shoot, that looks no wonder fantastically familiar or troublingly familiar. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And and watching the show, watching episodes of people that I don't necessarily have a connection to, and just getting so caught up in their stories, yeah. their family history, and you know, just oh, so many of those episodes are just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm super proud of that show too. 
Yeah, it's a great show. And then what are some of your other... Super proud. I'm super proud uh -huh. of that show. I was on. I got to do episodes of one of your other amazing shows. Web Therapy. Yeah. Oh, you were hilarious. That was so fun. <gasps> we did three fun. episodes in one day because yeah. it's all improvised. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had a blast doing that. That was a great show. You got me, you had Meryl Streep on that show. Yes. So you were the first. Oh, that was yeah. the first television show she'd done. Is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And she's only done two. I think that and then this recent season Big of Little Big Little Lies. Lies. Yeah, I started watching. Oh my gosh, she's so... Oh my God, Meryl Streep is so good. Yeah. News flash. <laughs> she's super good at yeah. acting. Yeah. She, As it turns out, has got talent. <laughs> everyone was right to heap awards and yeah, accolades so, at her. So far, the tips of this episode, the comeback... Who do you think you are? Web therapy and check out Meryl Streep. She's got she's been in several movies. Yeah. And she's terrific at acting. Yeah, check her out. Kid's got a future. Her face work, her body work, and her talking her body all are really top drawer. They work yes. She's good at all those things. You heard it here. That's good. Um Yeah, so that show. I thought I thought that show was so much fun. I mean, I loved I love watching it, but I I was excited it's fun I got to, to be do. on it. Yeah, that was. Oh, and we had we had a little. I was a jingle, or I was what was I? I was writing supposed to be writing a Broadway you were musical, a musical about right, you. songwriter. Yeah. What's hilarious to me about that is because I thought, well, all right, we don't want to burden her with you know coming up with songs and. And I thought, I, well, I think I write kind of funny songs, so you know, I'll just take a crack at it, um, you know, and because I wrote all the tunes for Phoebe. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't write the lyrics, but I wrote the tunes because I don't really play guitar, oh. which I thought was right for Phoebe. She should yeah. actually be a good guitar player. Um, and I was too lazy to learn. But also, um, I just thought, okay, it's easier if I come up with the tunes for these little ditties that she does. So I, you get there and I said, so I came up with some song. I came up with some songs and I played some of them and you burst out laughing. He goes, that's, those are horrible. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and you said, no, no, I came up with some and they were like unbelievably good. Oh my God, was, that's so bad. But I didn't unbelievably good. Goodness. Megan just comes up with the, do you remember any of them? Our dog's going to China. Bring oh. us back some chop suey. <laughs> do you remember any of the songs you did? I don't. They I were mean, so good. I see and sort of complicated. Among, among Megan's well, many- Broadway, you know. <laughs> Uh, exceptional talents is she has a, like a jukebox in her brain. <laughs> and so when, like when we toured together in a comedy show and we wrote songs for it, we would come up with lyrics and Megan would say, okay, how about this? And she would just make up wow. a hit, like a top 40 incredible pop <laughs> melody. Gosh. She's got skills. I like but do you, and do you write all the songs for... Nancy and Beth? No, they're all covers. Although Stephanie and I have talked about writing, uh, my band partner Stephanie Hunt, we've talked about writing songs, but we haven't done it yet. But why is this, is this your band, Nancy and yeah. Beth, that we're talking about? Yes, it is. That you can Nancy find out about. Com. Oh, that's the one. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Did I say it right? Hmm? Yeah, you oh, did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, I was just goosing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I had a flash of panic. Like, did I say Nancy and Maude? Like, well, I feel I, bad I that I told you your songs were horrible. Hilarious. No, you were just being on it and you thought, oh, that's funny because they're really bad. You thought I just like I on the spot was like, ha ha, here's some, here's a funny bit I'm going to do. I came up with songs and you're like, ha, yeah, funny. No, I came up with songs <laughs> that are good. <laughs> you didn't know that I spent time at home going, oh, oh God. it this and this. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you put me right in Jesus. my spot where this I deserve to be. This is how I get myself in trouble, yeah. Not in trouble. Mm. You weren't trying to be mean to me. Not with you, but... To me, intention is everything. Right. <laughs> Honesty is different. Yeah. Yeah, didn't hurt my feelings. Well, no, a little bit. I was like, oh, God, I, I thought I was better than that. But I'm not. It's good to know your limitations. You wrote songs on Friends, so I think you can rest on those laurels. But they weren't great. They were just ditties. Mm -hmm. But I thought, look at me, songwriter. I'm good. Maybe no, you and I'm I not. should write a Broadway musical. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> what? Hey, eh? I, said, I don't have my ear horn. Maybe we should write a Broadway musical. You did say that. We should write a Broadway uh -huh. musical. Oh, you. Based on. And me. What you know of my talents and writing songs. 
<laughs> yeah. We, That's smart of you. We? No, find someone good to write with. <laughs> or just look in a mirror and write with her. <laughs> I'm going to hazard a figure of speech here, uh, but I would aver if you write it, they will come. Yeah, I think so. Here's the thing. Do you go to Broadway shows? No. Okay. Sorry. Because I would say that's probably smart because the new musicals now, to me, I, I almost always don't like the ones that everybody likes. Oh, really? Yeah. I do like some, mm -hmm. like, um, but not yeah. it's few and far between. Yeah. I, I, the thing that can, ir can irritate me about a musical is you're, you know, going along with the story and everything. Then there's a song and it's like a break in the narrative mm -hmm. and it's not furthering the story. And I'm like, I don't need a musical break right. from what's happening. I'm following along. Right. I'd like to know. I'd like to continue to know what happens and then go. And then go get a nice meal. Well, I, I guess the good ones do further the narrative. Yeah. I don't always like the music though. I'm not sure. I have a question. So um, uh, it's prefaced with a compliment, which is you've got a pretty great batting average for the so good the I mean, it's product really that you put out as a producer. Very, yeah, all the yeah. shows that you create and are involved in, as we've discussed, are yeah. really high quality, Thanks. which is you know an admirable thing in this bed. Uh, we go. <laughs> we are all about quality yeah. over commercial success. Um, we want to keep people coming. We want, we want that sort of intelligentsia, book reading, indie crowd in our mm -hmm. bed. So that said, yeah. have you guys, you and your producing partner, Dan, have you guys had any clunkers that, um, that crashed and burned? Yes, of course. You know, I, of course we have. And, I, and, I, and we've done some things that just seemed like a good idea at the time. And mm -hmm. then, you know, it's not executed to the level that I'd be super thrilled with. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you got to learn from that stuff too. Right. And I mean, look, here's the thing. Yeah, it's easy to be selective and picky. You know, I was on Friends, you're on Parks and Rec, and you were on, you're on Will and Grace. So I mean, <laughs> we can afford to take our time and just see what's going to measure up. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But if I'm meant to be a huge financial success with the things I'm producing, then that's a different kind of success. Do you do to the, do you do things that I think you have? Haven't you done a couple of game show type things? Because those are the things that do make money, right? Or can they can? Yeah, we're doing one now actually called mm -hmm. Twenty Five Words or Less, oh. and we're going to be shooting it soon. Fun. Um, so if either one of you want to do it, it's very fun. It's really fun, and we have Meredith Vieira. Oh, hosting nice. it, which is a big deal. That is a big deal. I know. She's fantastic. She's really funny. Oh, really? And smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, always, yeah. She's I always thought really she good. was nice when she was Good Morning Mary. She's I mean, great. Yeah. Show. No, no, so, we'll be asking you. I'm going to tell the casting people to ask you if you do it. Um, I get really nervous, <laughs> so I, I can't I can't do play games because it makes me nervous. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah, I get right. a complete stage fright. I just shut down. What's know. the what's now the bit of 25 words or less? Well, what happens is <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy who created it, they created a taboo mm -hmm. also. So it's you, two teams and there are cards with a list of five words on it. One member from each team comes up, looks at the card and you estimate if you need 25 words to get your team to guess all five words and you just start bidding. Oh, I can get my team to guess that in 20 words. Oh, I can do it for 15. I can do it in 12. Shit, I can I, do it in 10. I'll do seven. Right. <laughs> so that's happened. Like Mary McCormick, who we're doing this with, she can do it in seven. Holy cow. For example. And she's very competitive. Okay. So let's say the first word uh, on your list is guava. Right. Then, then you have to give a one-word clue to your team and in trying to get them to say guava. Yeah, one or two words. Yeah, well, it depends on how many words you have. I mean, guava, you might need a lot. Maybe. What would I'm, you say for I guava? I would say exotic fruit. I'd say butt plug. Oh. Which is one word. But that, and I'll go well, to it's hyphenated. Mask. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't, 
know that people would get it. It depends, on, it depends who's on my team. That would be great if you said butt plug. Guava? I don't think if, it's high. If John Waters is on I my really team, don't. I'm golden. I'm stuck on that. Yeah, if it's if it's hyphenated, does that count as one word? It's not. I don't know. It's not hyphenated, it, but we need to get to the bottom. That's a rule that we need to figure out. We found our theme Where for the. Uh, you hand me, if you hand me my phone, I'll call someone. It's not, that sounds fun, and I. I think your listeners want to know. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't confiscated Lisa's phone, by the way, dear listener. I know it sounds like we have, but we haven't. No. Oh no, it's just over there. Yeah. I'm afraid to move. Yeah. Well. That you finally got she got both you move feet on, on a bed and you now. move on a bed and then it's like whoa slow down on this mattress you know? it's not bad though because it doesn't have a lot of yeah but you gave me the pillows to lean against which is really nice of you well very hospitable we spare no expense yeah. <laughs> you are our guest thank you it's so, really comfortable too. um so i t uh Ugh, I'd hate to ask you about friends because everybody asks you about friends. Why not? Maybe I'll ask something different. Who had the worst B.O.? Well, I oh. hope that you, you're still <laughs> really good friends with Courtney. Yeah. Well, everyone, I had lunch with Matt LeBlanc two Did days you? ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's That's great. Fun. Yeah. And I've talked to everyone. For the listeners, yeah. uh, Matt LeBlanc played the role of Joey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Joey. <laughs> if I mean, do you remember oh, yeah. there's a thing he used to say? How you doing? Yeah. That's the guy, that yeah. The thing. That's the one. That was his thing. <laughs> I love it. Beefy chap. Do people ask you a lot if, if, if Friends is going to come back? If they're yes. going to revival? Revi about reboot that. or a, yeah, yeah, I mean, especially since you. Then I was like, well, now why can't you? Uh -huh. I, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> but I think also the truth is Marta has said it public. Marta Kaufman and, and David Crane wrote. The creators. You know, they, they created it um, along with Kevin Bright. But you, she said publicly, like, it's just not ever going to happen. And so did David Crane. Mm -hmm. And he had a really smart thing. I saw him on a panel and, and someone else on the panel just said, selfishly, though, I mean, well, no. He said it, it's, it, he, it would never come back because the way it ended... You don't really want to unravel all that, do you? I right. mean, Ross and Rachel got together. Monica and Chandler are together. You don't really want to unravel all that, do you? And um, and so someone asked, like, are, well, are they still together? And he said, well, yeah, because we're not redoing it. And we're not, <laughs> you know, something like that. Well, they threw out the the series the original series finale of will and grace yeah they threw that out it was like a karen dream right it was 20 years in the future and they had grown kids in college who met each other yeah oh i and, remember yeah. i know mm. i've seen that a few times yeah they just will and grace is out. my go-to <laughs> yes oh uh, well and grace is on oh, okay that's that easy really it's good easy medicine. easy decision that's good oh my god yeah yeah, they just threw it all out. But right, it was a dream. It was Karen's yes. uh -huh. or a drunken stupor. And it wasn't Karen's dream. It was uh, an actual flash forward to twenty years and twenty years in the future. And uh, no, I meant justifying the reboot. Oh right, yes, that's right. Oh, Turned no, it you into know more about it than I do. That's good. Well, I watched it. Yeah. And maybe you didn't. No, but it's true. I mean, no, have is. you yeah, seen Karen, every episode Karen of Parks up. and Rec? Yeah. No, but the cast members are generally the worst possible people to answer trivia questions. The I'm the worst. Yeah. I was still back in the 2006 when you said that, so. Yeah. No, right. That was a fantastic ending, too. When Will and Grace hadn't really spoken and then mm -hmm. their kids are across the hall from mm -hmm. each other in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just couldn't remember if Will and Grace had been across the hall from each other in college. It is um, kind of sad when shows and like oh. I remember all the those endings of all of the sitcoms, really. Yeah. But how about doing it like the last? Oh week? yeah, we had a we had a hard time. Yeah. Back then, uh, getting through it, especially this one scene with. Uh, the characters of Karen and Jack, it was really hard to get through. Mm. Oh, you did that song? We sang Unforgettable. Unforgettable, uh, yeah. which was phenomenally was good. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, so did you have to do it a few times without mm -hmm. crying? And even the grizzled old camera operators who've been doing that 
doing sitcoms for 35 years were crying and yeah. <laughs> it was a real bloodbath. But did you sing it as it happened or you recorded it? And no, then... it was live. Oh my God. Yeah. It's hard to sing when you're getting choked, choked up. up. You can't really sing. Yeah. So we had to find a way to not think about it and just do it. We only had one take that was good, which is the one that they used. Oh my God. It was so good. Mm, yeah, that was a whole, whole thing. Yeah. And you, when yeah. Parks and Rec ended, I mean, that was very sad. I didn't sad. have any feelings about it. <laughs> Nick. Then, uh, <laughs> That's so Nick. I didn't yeah. even notice. No, uh, he actually, he cried and yeah. cried. Yes. Mm, I don't remember that <laughs> part. <laughs> he, Nick can be very, he can be... In touch with his emotions. Yes, extremely. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. I, I remember breaking up when I found out uh, I would not no longer have craft service in my life. That is something. I broke down. But that is something. But Nick really loved everybody yeah. on that show and not in particular, I might say. I mean, not just the cast, but I mean, your feelings toward Mike Schur, the creator of the, sh of yeah. the show, I would describe as reverential uh, I, i'm just about to start crying his <laughs> oh. <laughs> eyes are getting red my yeah oh. if you the yeah, phrase my feelings about mike sure <laughs> yeah oh no he's crying tears you up yeah, yeah. He, he who he wrote some on the comeback didn't he yeah our first season he was uh, a story editor on the office he and we made him we bumped him oh wow to like co-producer or something so when he went back to the office they had to Oh, honor so, the new title. Right. So then he became a pretty influential producer yeah. on The Office. And yeah. then his first creator show was the show he first created, right? Yeah, he was executive producer and creator of Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. A fun fact for listeners, uh, Mike Schur, who co-created Parks and Recreation with Greg Daniels, yeah. also played the brother, the cousin of, of Dwight Schrute, Moe's Schrute, out on the beat farm. And Greg Daniels was uh, executive producer of The Office, too. Yeah. yeah. And I know Greg things. Daniels from way back when he and Conan were writing partners and came out here after graduating from college. And I met Conan and then oh. he was living with Greg. They shared a car. Yeah. And they were roommates at Harvard. Oh, they were roommates at yeah. Harvard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's another way that we have gotten to know you a lot better was through Conan and yeah. his wife, Liza. Yeah. And we've had triple dates mm -hmm. a couple times. A couple times. With your husband, Michelle. Yeah. How long Michelle's have you guys been married? Michelle's in love with Nick. Oh, he, yes. Yeah. I, I, that makes perfect sense to me. Doesn't it? The feeling yeah. is whatever is French for mutual. Lisa is married to an mutual. extremely dashing no, French <laughs> Frenchman. Named Michelle, and uh, they he's have a son who's 21. 21. Now he's 21 wow. years old. He's very cute. Thanks. I had never met him until your birthday party. Oh, recently. wow. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah. there he was. He's We're quite proud of him. Cute. Yeah. We're very proud of him. Okay, bring me some chopsticks. Clover's going to China again. Oh. Two trips in the last half hour. Could I have some Szechuan beef? <laughs> <laughs> that made her stop. <laughs> no, she needs place to, your order and she'll stop. She's, built, her, she's digging a bigger hole now because she's got a lot of food to bring back. <laughs> she wants to stockpile products before these tariffs kick in. <laughs> I always wonder why they're doing that exactly. I, they're making a nest. I know, but There's don't they nothing, know nothing's it's they're gonna, not accomplishing? Yeah, this this bedspread isn't gonna. They're like, so dumb. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same instinct. She, you know, she still does uh, a glorious back leg kicking thing cover after she poops. Yes. To cover up her the scent. Right with the cement to protect her from predators. Yeah, our dog does that too with the tile outside. Do you have a poodle now? No, she's a, well, she's a multi-poo. Oh, okay. But only a quarter poo. Oh, mm. Only a quarter poo. Yeah. Three quarters But multi. sometimes it's weird. I don't know if your little dogs do this. Sometimes poop just sort of falls out of her. <laughs> I'm not going to finish. But like, just like a teeny little dry nugget. And I'll just That's fall. not annoying or like anything. She's, when she's pooping or just when she's walking around the house? <laughs> One time I picked her up and I heard three 
And there's these three little dried up. I haven't really experienced that. Although when we put we put Buddy in a bag once, like we somebody gave us a carrot, you know, like some kind of oh, not a piece of luggage. Bag. Okay, no, yeah, that's and a better. It was story. a small piece of luggage with you know handles on top, and right. we put him in. And when we took him out, there were some gifts. Yeah. At the bottom. But a little dried up or mushed? No. Dry, Hers are all like dried up. up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Freeze dried. And you take, you know, I don't want to take her to the vet because they'll find something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I want to hear more about Parks and Rec and when you, when it ended. I mean, was everyone, <clears throat> was everyone in tears? Absolutely. Yeah. It was, um, you know, it was single cam. Right. Uh, it oh, shot, right. shot like a movie as opposed to the multi-cam in front of a live audience, which was Friends and Will and Grace. And so... So everybody wasn't necessarily in the last scene that you shot, but you had to like go from day to day like, this is Retta's last scene. Yeah, this, this is a this series, is series Rob Lowe's rap last scene. on oh, yeah. Adam Scott. And so that's hard. Oh. That's worse, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And per, perhaps um, because of the multi, uh, the, the single cam style, there's more of a, the sort of the whole group is together the whole time. Uh, you guys sort of rehearse your shows like yeah. a, a thirty minute play every week, right? And so the crew comes and goes until finally everybody culminates on tape night to shoot the show. And we have a curtain call, basically, mm-hmm. when you're done with the show. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. You don't have that. Ours, yeah, ours works like a movie. So 12-hour days, five days a week, you know, everybody's there together. Um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, it was so idyllic. The show was made with so much love. Yeah. It's such a rare treat in the TV business to have, like, a, a seven-season run of a show that's not full of uh, some sort of greed or fear, right. like, like the business bleeding into it. Yep. And so everybody, of course, is incredibly grateful to have this mm. this job. And um, and for me, I mean, it was my big break. Like it was the first thing that put me on the map. And so all of those feelings combined made me a, a mewling, uh, simpering <laughs> mess. Yeah. <laughs> for a few weeks there. Yeah. Well, so were we. Just wrecks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did 18 episodes, and we did a little circle before going out there, mm-hmm. uh, the six of us. And uh, Jennifer was a wreck every circle. Really? Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we're not there yet. I mean, we've got 18 of these. Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it together. Yeah. Um... It would be a mess if, <laughs> if I start now. And yeah, that was an impossible night. Yeah. What was that like for you when it's weird getting well known? Like, especially I was almost 40 when Well and Grace started and nobody knew who I was, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then Well and Grace started and it was quite an adjustment. Um, Yeah. When it first started, I kept like if if I was in a rest, if we were out well, I guess I didn't know. I didn't know Nick till before the right before the third season. But um, if I went to a restaurant and people were looking at me, I really thought it was because something was wrong. Yeah. Like I, yeah, my yeah, boob I had was that too. hanging out, or yeah, I had that too. It's like what's going on? Like I must look off. What's wrong? But wow. the success of Friends is completely different from the su- success of Will and Grace. Like what? What is that? It's what still it? it's ongoing. I mean, how do you? Is it a thing, or are you just used to it now, or? Yeah, I'm used to it. I don't know, you just have to make peace with disappointing a lot of people, Mm -hmm. because you're never going, no, I mean, you run into people, and, you know, if they want a meaningful exchange, it's not going to happen, if they, you know, and I mean, like, whatever their expectations of the encounter, Mm -hmm. it's going to be disappointing, so, and then I don't take pictures. Oh, you don't? You never do? do selfies. No, I don't, because... Yeah, I you know, it's not to me. It's not fair because I did. I used to like sure I'll sign and yeah okay, and then you realize especially you know with my son or out with family, everyone has to stop the conversation. You have yeah. to stop what you're doing. It's now I'm interfering with the evening mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. you know that I love 
and care about, now I'm interfering with their experience. If you're in an airport or something, you don't. Well, then that, what makes me nervous there is, because um, it's only happened a couple times with That's All It Takes, is you take a picture and then other people say, oh, sure. look what's happening over there. Right. And I want one too. And how do you, when do you say no? Right. If you say that's okay the, to them, right. how do you say no? And that's the difference, though, with the level of fame that fr- you know friends brought to all of you guys. Yeah. Because I think if, if we were in an airport, we'd get like five or six people, but you could get the whole, <laughs> everybody within like range yeah. of viewing would rush over. And also, also now that yeah. we're in this selfie culture, People, if they see a photo like that happening, I have, I've had this happen many times where you, you can see families do a thing where they say, oh, that's somebody. And so they'll, they'll come over and say, can I get a picture of you with my kid? And they don't even know who you are. Oh, the kid? Yeah, but I know. That irritates me when a kid yeah. mm-hmm. has been sent over. Mm-hmm. By the parents. Yeah, that, that happens a nice lot. Yeah. To, a kid, to use a kid like that. Yeah. You know, kids' well, rights. We- what yeah. were we doing? It might have been. A, oh, it must have been a Nancy and Beth show. We were on tour. We were doing a show, and at the end of the last song, we, if we can, we sometimes we run out into the audience and run up and down the aisles. We have tambourines and we're singing, and mm-hmm. this song called "Saved." It becomes like a revival meeting. Um, I'm sure you've been to a lot of those. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking I'm sure about. It's... Yeah, and um (laughs) i've seen them in movies sure (laughs) and um there was a a woman who had a child with her and he couldn't have been more than five and she was holding the kid up and he was holding a a copy of our book oh (laughs) the book that nick and i wrote the greatest love story ever told and i thought well that's not fair (laughs) you know they wanted it so of course i took it and then you know ended up signing it backstage but it it was don't hold don't have your kid right because also then how does it look when you when you sort of scowl at a five-year-old right. holding yeah. up a book just because you are like, scowling at it. He didn't read it. He didn't read it. Don't use your kid. Don't use your kid. Yet. Your kid's not a prop. That's Don't do cheap. that. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. But then you look worse mm-hmm. <laughs> for acknowledging the truth. <laughs> you like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Can we talk about, do you, do you talk about your marriage at all? Like how long you've been married, that kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm proud to have been married for 24 years. Oh, wow. 24. 24. Congratulations. Thanks. Next year's 25. That's is what over, that means. over 200 years in Hollywood marriage years. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent of like eight marriages. When we, when We've we been celebrated. together for tw- uh, 20 Almost, 20. almost 20. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's pretty good. 19 really and good. change, yeah. 19 and a half. If you make it like, I feel like three years is the current high watermark in Hollywood. If you make it to three years, it's a newspaper item. They're like, yeah. they made it. <laughs> true. Romance, yeah. love is not dead. It's true. But I think it is a challenging occupation, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. to have a successful relationship. Yeah. Don't you? I yeah. mean, especially, in, and you two really defy odds because you're both actors. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you set your egos aside 
for the relationship or when it comes yeah. to the relationship? It really comes first, the yeah. relationship and our, and our doggies. It's true, uh, and, but I feel like that's, uh, that that holds true in all walks of life and that people lose sight of that um, because it may seem like an old-fashioned notion. If you're going to make a prom literally a promise to another person that we're going to stay together and be true to one another and... and Wait, I was supposed to be true to you? Experience uh, oh. fidelity. Rats. Oh. Hear me out. <laughs> what? With uh, within reason. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, See, he makes everything you do okay. I know. That's amazing. He lets me off the hook. That's no, sweet. But then, but, yeah. but the thing is, we especially in this age of consumerism and and popular culture, it's sort of been uh, cynically shat upon that that's like old fashioned to be romantic or or to like engage in the boring choice of fidelity. But if you're gonna to go to the trouble of making that promise to someone, then have the character to make that your priority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's simply, that's the secret to our longevity is we both get offered jobs and situations that are exciting or fun or adventurous. But if it happens to be two months in New Zealand while Megan is shooting Will and Grace in Los Angeles, that's the end of it. It's like, no, I can't, I right. won't go do that. I yeah. I'll put my marriage above the role of Frodo in The Lord of the Rings. And I think the kid that they got did a really nice job. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, there'll be, there'll be other hobbits for me Were to play. You? Really? <laughs> I know. Then no, the actor is was like, wait, really? <laughs> no. Shoot. No, but you made the right choice. I did go on tape for uh, the role of a dwarf, but. But Nick's not actory, back. which is good, you know. Yeah. Some You're not. He's just really good at unbearable. it. That's what is also puts yeah. everyone he's to shame. Good at he's it, just good at it. He's not actory, right? right? I'll cut this part out. But do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it takes work, uh, marriage. I mean, it's mm -hmm. active listening and all of that. So, because I was thinking, yeah, I just said, like, put egos aside. And it's not just about that. You know, it's about, yeah, you make it a priority, but the, the work of it, really listening to each other and checking in. And that's the thing that you can really forget about, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I know I do because when you get oh, busy and oh, I've got to check in. I'm kind of tired. Okay. <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah. You? you know, <laughs> it's really true. And it's, it's human nature, you know, as a human being, we're, we're never done improving ourselves because yeah. we'll, we're, we're flawed and always will be. And so put two of us together <laughs> and it's exponentially more true. Like yeah. we have a, a marriage that we're so grateful for. And it, I mean, just a couple days ago, we say things around the house like, can you believe we are in this marriage? Like how <laughs> we lucked out so hard. Yeah. But part of maintaining that is what you said. It's staying awake to the evolution of the changes in our lives and are you still okay? And you know, yeah. are, are you done sleeping with that karate teacher? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, respectfully okay, asked. You know, either way, no yeah. shaming, it's, yeah. Yeah, no judgment. No uh, judgment, yeah. And it's not about me, it's mm -hmm. about you and who you need to sleep with. Yeah. So I think that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works for us. I could never be in an open marriage. That's all I know. Oh, no. I would I mean, last well, five who knows? minutes. Maybe I yeah. am in one really? and I didn't know it. I just didn't. I'm the only one who didn't yes. know. I go there. <laughs> I go to like worse, like, well, maybe I just don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. So our, <laughs> let's talk about our mutual, good mutual friend. Now we have our own legitimate good friendship. We don't need Conan O'Brien anymore. No. We still, and we'll Liza. still include yeah. him just because we like him, but yeah. we don't need him. Catch him if you can. He's right. traveling. Oh, I know now. Oh, yeah. Then he was on tour. Then mm. you were on tour. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any truth to the rumor that he has a second family in Africa? No. And that's why he keeps going on the road like this? Oh, interesting. Um, but you guys go way back. No, just in case someone... A bunch of redheaded... I look at the mic pack, because that's the audience to me. <laughs> Everything I'm saying is going She's into directing there. directing it to I the mic pack. I was looking at the mic pack. Is that thing going, no, no, it's not true. I can't tell if you're listening, because you're not looking at me. Oh, they're um. listening. <laughs> um, so when 
did you guys, when did you and Conan meet? You were really good friends. We met in 19, 1987. Oh, no, wow. 1986. Wow. Yeah, we both graduated different colleges. 1985, I moved back to LA. He came out to LA. I moved here LA. in uh, 1985. You did? To Los Angeles. Uh -huh. Well, why didn't I run into you? I know. Um, and we both wanted to go to Groundlings, and for whatever reason, I mean, for me, they just said, ha ha, no. And <laughs> Conan had a, I don't know, a nicer reason. But they sent us to Cynthia Segetti, who was an improv teacher, and do that first, then come and audition for our classes. So, so we did her, that's where we met. We met in her class, and oh. I was about to quit. I did, he wasn't there the first class, and... I thought, oh no, I don't think I can be an actor. That was my first class <gasps> when wow. I decided I'm going to try to be an actor. What were you doing before that? Research oh, okay. with my dad in an area <laughs> yeah. of, you know, neuropsychopharmacology. Because he's a doctor. He's a yeah, he mm -hmm. did a lot of research. He's retired, but yeah. So then um, after I graduated and I was working with him pursuing, ooh, I'm going to get published and then I'll get into a good graduate school and but then i thought oh no now's the time to try acting so john lovitz is a friend of the family my brother's oh, yeah. best friend uh -huh. who i did I a movie with, with him in 1985 oh yeah oh so you came out working kind of i yes. came out because i was like oh i think i'll try and so i went to this class conan wasn't in there but it was all too embarrassing for me. It was like lift a disc and, you know, Cynthia was a phenomenal teacher and like, commit. It's like, I don't know, what does that mean? Commit. <laughs> and, and everyone was doing stuff like making a meal out of lifting a desk. And like, it's not funny. I don't like it. With it's no embarrassing. actual desk there, right? Right. It's space, yeah. it's space work, you know? Uh -huh. And I just went, I don't, if this is what it is, I don't know if I can do it. That's so They're all funny so cutesy pie. I, I, I was the same in college. I took one acting class and I, I didn't, I, I transferred out of the theater department because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't pretend to lift a desk. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I didn't want to. I found it profoundly embarrassing. Is that how you felt? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I can totally see that. I think you and I are very alike in that way. And, and there were people in the class who were like, no, no, I'm doing great. I just booked a commercial. I'm like, what? <laughs> You know, and, and they're doing, you know, cutesy pie and yucking it up. And, you know, Cynthia was a really good teacher. She was like, great, because you, you're encouraging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just went, what? Great. I'm so linear like yeah. you. It's like, well, it's not real. So I don't know. <laughs> right. And and I just went, great. That's great. Oh, I learned by example. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. I don't know if this is going to work out. Yeah. So I was deciding whether or not to go back to the class. I was like, oh, just go. Might as well, just go. And I was late. And and um, I they were already up on the stage. And I was like, ah, I don't want to interrupt. So I'll sit and watch. <laughs> and they were doing space ball. They'd graduated from lift to disc to space ball, throwing a fake ball oh, around God. the circle. Oh, yeah. And there was... It turned out to be Conan, you know, this really tall, red-headed guy who was throwing a ball, but he wasn't making a meal out of it and, you know, oh, too much. <laughs> he just looked like he had a ball in his hand and he was throwing it with the amount of effort one would use to actually throw a ball. And I went, is that commitment? Because <laughs> I get that. It's not embarrassing. That's, he's my example. Okay. Now I know what to do. And he kept me in the class. I would wow. have quit. I was about to quit. If oh my not gosh. for Conan O'Brien. And then Smelly Cat would have been a different tune. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I never that heard that. That is a great origin story. That, yeah. that the naturalistic acting of Conan O'Brien. What an unlikely inspiration. Well, yeah, when you world put it that way. It's world funny. famous yeah. clumsy clown Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you the spark. Throwing an invisible ball. Well, and then, of course, there was, you know, speaking scenes. And mm. he, you know, right. is brilliant. So. That is, I never heard that. I love that. That's yeah. like so cool. Ooh, that's the, she opened the drawer, like the big yeah. drawer yeah. for some aquaphor. But yeah. I, I'm trying not to look at what else is in there. Nothing good. We never have anything fun that anybody, if, if people were staying here, they're never going to find like 
I don't know. I saw spikes or... and stuff. No. No, just kidding. <laughs> All of them. Oh, I have a lot. Of, yeah, I have a lot of S&M stuff. Oh, you're oh, talking about dildos. Yeah, dildos no. are pretty small yeah. on the average. Right. Well, because those things stick hurt. with what you're used well, to. They hurt. Ouch. Yeah. You just got hurt by that. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, I, that is such a cool story. Now I want to... I know. Do you what, have anything like that? What are the like revelations? That? Well, I, I just had a similar experience in that. I think that's... I love that, that you felt the same way. But I, I also took to myself point. way too seriously and maybe still do. But that's the one I thing I'm just, always trying to... I was to... just really shy and inhibited and I felt like very embarrassed. I couldn't... I, I had not grown up with any other I was in a ballet company in high school oh, right. so when I I hadn't really done any acting particularly I mean just a little bit in summer stock and musicals yeah. that I did but not too much and then when I got to college there were th official theater kids who right you know no no they they're theatrical all, yeah and they'd all knew each other and they'd all knew other theater kids and I I had never met a theater kid and mm. theater kids are not cute for the no. most part they're just no. what you were saying they're yeah. so over the top and really on all the time and no in college the most annoying most to me yeah you know and my friends mm -hmm. were the the theater people everyone called them the drama rama mm -hmm. you know because they <laughs> no, they kept trying to sort of like reenact fame getting on tables yeah. and, you know, <laughs> dancing and yeah. making a show. And it's like, no, what you're doing is not interesting and it doesn't merit the kind of attention you're trying to grab. Yeah. I know. Megan had a thing in college where they would take an actor's name and like Robert Smith, uh, comma, actor, exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> she would add yes. that suffix. I think that, you know, and I, to, to, this, to this minute, I feel like, most of our friends are, well, almost all of our friends are, come from comedy. Mm -hmm. And that's a different thing yeah. than actors who think that they're actors, great actors who right. are going to, you know, win an Oscar. Um, that's a different breed. And I'm, yeah. I ne we're never really drawn to those people and they're not drawn to us. Right. But anybody who comes from comedy. But who's like that anymore? Is my question. I well, don't. I haven't really. Dramatic. Oh, maybe I'm blocking there. it out. Yes, there, I there, have. There are people there. who yeah. they just take <laughs> themselves too seriously. Yes. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I just remembered eight people. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I blocked it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah we. That that's what we do. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, what but, about you? Well, I think it speaks well of you both that you. I've, I feel like part of what you experienced in the lifted desk moment is that you disc. lift a disc. Not a desk. Oh, I thought it was a desk. No, no. What sort of disc? Like a. What's like a, we all stand in a circle. Like we'll do oh, it here sitting and pretend together. this is a disc, and all of us, because then you have <laughs> oh, to watch each other. It's a good exercise. Because you can't, one person can't lift faster than the other, right? And it makes you I'm, sort of in sync I feel and weird. I'm strong, I so I, you I, did I a feel great like I need job. To put it down. Okay. I just ended up using. And then hand yes, hand. you do. I let it disappear. I'm horrible with space right. work. <laughs> well, but, I yeah, so sorry. so your aversion, immediate aversion, the sensibility of like, mm, I, 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 I want to work as an actor, and I know somewhat what I'm bringing to the table you thought, uh, and this thing that you're doing doesn't feel like it's necessarily on my path to doing good work. Right. When I, I uh, grew up in this small Illinois town, it was, and I don't mean this disparagingly, but it was a cultural vacuum. Like, um, mm -hmm. in my entire sphere, there was just nobody with taste or, or like bringing any sort of counterculture. So whatever the three TV channels, like the mainstream radio, was all we had. Right. Um, so later, once I got to college, to theater school, it was then the, my friends that gave me, you know, things like Monty Python or you know the Beatles records. Right. Where I was like, oh my God, this is what I, this is what I've been looking for. I was so ignorant to myself uh, as a performer that I just went whole hog. I got into the same, you know, these classes and we lift a, a ball and do the movement work. And I was like, uh, okay, like I have no idea what I'm doing. So 
let's and I and I went through an entire conservatory program of this sort of stuff and it didn't really work like oh really yeah it was bad I, I I my entire college career I never figured out to just the the naturalism of acting and, and using just the components of myself so but I was good I was athletic I was a good fight choreographer and I could build all the scenery so I was valuable to my peers. Right. They'd give me small parts and plays so that I would build the set and so forth. So we started a theater company. We went to Chicago. And it was the third show we did professionally in Chicago where I finally got mellow enough that my friend Joe gave me the lead in this this original play. Wait, what do you mean mellow enough? Does that mean that you were a I, little theatrical? Well, he always, they always made me audition like because... Uh, we, we were very, we took ourselves very seriously. So when we'd pick a play, we wouldn't just say, okay, you get the part you like, you get the part you like. Right. So there had been a handful of times where we would do a play with a perfect part for me. I was by far the most thick, hairy, like plumber guy. And so there would be an obvious casting where it'd be like, oh, good. The, obviously I'll get that part. And I would never get it. They would make me audition and I'd be bad enough and basically, in a nutshell, I was trying too hard. Okay. I hadn't made the connection of just act like yourself. Right. I, I th subliminally thought uh, I was too boring or too, you know, uh, much of a hayseed or whatever, compared to all these city kids who had already played Hamlet when they were 15 uh -huh. or whatever. And so finally, I got mellow enough to where I played this audition enough like myself that he gave me the role. And that was the beginning of where I was like, okay. oh, if I just act like myself, which I didn't trust for five years. But were people telling you? Did, were instructors or not, fellow actors? Not or? really. I mean, it, it, it didn't filter through. Like, we studied Stanislavski. And generally, at the theater school, there wasn't anybody, like, modern and chill enough to be like, you're trying too hard. Like, just, just be you mm. in this scene. Wow. If someone had gotten that through to me, I you know I would have gotten started a few years earlier. So I I I bought into lift a disc, but yeah. it did me no good. <laughs> well, I ended up buying in and committing mm -hmm. as if it were real, not a piece in and of itself. But you know. And how did that translate into the rest of your career? Did it help you at all? Well, improvisation, groundlings, yeah, it helped a lot. Um, to be in the improvisation mindset mm -hmm. that you're listening and responding. Yeah. And there's no wrong answer. It's all okay. Um, that was really helpful. And not just for acting, but for auditioning, mm -hmm. you know. But I happened to take a really great class. I did a play called Ladies Room um, at, you know, like a equity waiver theater here in L.A. That's basically mm -hmm. all we have. Um and there was a, a, the actress, Nana Visitor, was in it. And her brother, Ian Tucker, is a teacher. Oh, you take the class, you take the class, only 10 people. And it's all, it was all cold reading. And his whole thing was, I'm not interested in whether or not you're a good actor. You know, um, I assume you all are. This is about how to cope with the auditions. And then when you get the guest starring role, and you have to deal with the series regulars who might not be nice, might not be there, and you're mm -hmm. acting with a piece of tape. It was like the business part of it mm -hmm. and how to cope with that so that you can just focus on the one thing you do, which is acting, mm -hmm. and do it. And that was the most helpful. I yeah. That's why I was able to like win the role of Phoebe and Friends. There were a lot what of auditions. What year was that? 90... 94. 94. Oh, 94, right. That's a great right. point. And, and my, my theater school, when we got moved to Chicago and we got agents and started auditioning for stuff, that was our exactly what we were missing, where we said, our school is like, has a sort of 50s mentality. Like we're doing William Inge plays, which are valid and great, but that's a small part of the pie. Like nothing in our whole education had anything to do with what was happening in the business of the day. Right, preparing you for work. Right. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? 
If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When did you first realize you were funny? Were you, were you always, did you always have this great, very unique sense of humor that you have? Or? No, as a kid, my family was funny. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I remember thinking, well, not much to look at, but funny. Um, <laughs> you know, and then my brother and sister like went through puberty and became the best looking people. So it was just me. It's like, oh, so I'm just ugly. Okay, oh. great. But I, <laughs> but everyone was funny. And so, you know, I would just sort of repeat because I was the youngest. So when I go to school, I had all these you know, Good like material. six and eight year older material that was like, woo. <laughs> yeah. And That's I loved good. performing. I loved it. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was through Groundlings and then this class also that it was just trying to like lock into what do I think would make that auditioning material funny, mm -hmm. even though the role is secretary one. Yeah, like, that's how do what I, make I those finally two came to. Funny? Like, what what do what would I think is if yeah. I were watching someone else do it? What would I laugh at? And yeah. that's what I started doing. But I didn't start doing it until later, you know, because I was I didn't have the confidence. Yeah, well, I I think it takes a while anyway. That's why you have to start. Mm -hmm. You know, we, chances are you're not going to have your full voice the minute you start yeah. unless, but I think a lot of young people are confident enough. Mm -hmm. They're different, you know? It's different, yeah, they were it's different They were raised now. differently and they are confident and they just go for it immediately and they're well, fearless. it's kind and of what is available to you when you're growing up, you know? I mean, when we were growing up, comedy was a lot more conservative and, it, you know, that's all changed. And so people see things when they're kids and then they, they have that to build on. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, just a lot true. more out there now. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot more like avant-garde comedy and sort of meta yeah. comedy. And I, I feel like now it's interesting because you hardly ever, when I was growing up, there were so many bad actors. You hardly ever see a bad actor anymore. It's quite I agree. interesting. Yeah. And I don't think people really take acting classes the way they used to either. I have no clue. I think about you what know, people, people are so are used to being on camera. Oh my gosh, they're just learning. Yeah. They're so used to being on camera experience. that they don't have to go through that phase of feeling weird being on camera. I went through years of that. Oh yeah, me too. There's a big camera and I was like, oh, I'm so self-conscious. Oh. But people aren't, don't have that self-consciousness anymore. They grow up You're being right. on camera and they're on, you know, they're taking, you know, they're posting things to social media. They're, they're filming themselves. You know, they grow up with their parents filming them and then they're filming themselves yeah. and it's a and whole watching thing. themselves. Yeah, do you remember, it wasn't that long ago that it was considered proper etiquette to ask someone before you shoot a video? Yeah. Where you're like, do, do you mind if I, you know, film, what, people, film this? People it, walk up with it rolling yeah. on you? Oh, that's rude. Oh, yeah. I think that's rude. Yeah. Absolutely. That happens a lot now. I remember the first time that happened, I went up to the guy and I was like, I, are you taking a picture of me on your phone? <laughs> when was it? It was like early 2000s or something. And yeah. he was like, yeah. I said, that really freaks me out. Why are you doing that? And he was like, I'm really sorry. That would never happen now. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just ubiquitous. Yeah. You just assume. Well, now you're just a weird prude if you don't like it. Every time I shit myself uh, and I'm in public, someone's there with every the week or two, Damn. I immediately look around. I'm yeah. like, can they tell? Right. <laughs> Are there flies? Yeah. Tell? No, that's a problem. That would that be, is that a is a problem for you. So far, Megan, knock on wood. Did you hear what he just said? I know. What's happening? I mean, it's not a full load. It's just no, a, that's right. 
It's just leakage. I'm to make him feel okay about it, but I don't it's know how not much, okay. It's not how okay. How long it's I can think. I have a mammal's body like the rest of you. I'm just, I'm just inured <laughs> to it, I think. I'm just so used to it now. Oh, after 19 and a half years. Look what there. Something just popped out of Nick, like my dog. <laughs> like, so sometimes you pick him up and yeah. then plunk, plunk, plunk. <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, that's why Nick didn't say anything when you were telling that story. Mm, he was embarrassed. I, I didn't mean, I'm not shaming it my happens. dog or you. Let's break out the peanuts. Lisa very nicely yeah. brought us uh, some peanuts that are, are they salt and vinegar? Vinegar, salt and vinegar. The peanut shop uh, brought to you by the peanut shop. Salt and vinegar nuts. Oh, you're trying to get a sponsor now. Seasoned mm -hmm. that's right. Virginia peanuts. Yeah. So we're going to have a few in Lisa's honor. Thank you. Thank you so As much we for wrap bringing up treats. This, Do you like peanuts? I'm crazy about peanuts. I think peanuts are a good snack. Yeah. As we wrap up this uh, historic episode of our internationally <laughs> yeah. beloved, <laughs> are you giving a good crunch to the mic? Oh, I'm crunching it on the jaw. Here we go. <laughs> they're good and they're crunchy. In bad. With Nick and Megan. This is a wonderful gift. Um, we are honored to have the star of our show, Mr. Nick Offerman, and me, Megan Mullally, with our beautiful, wonderful, Lisa very Kudrow. gracious guest star, Miss mm. Lisa Kudrow. Mm. Thank, Thank you, you, Lisa. Oh, my God. It was thanks really for the fun. peanuts. These are good. And not as awkward to be in bed with you as I thought. No. Nick's was, less handsy than I was expecting. So. Yeah. Thank you, Peanut Shop. Now the ice has been broken. Mm. Salt and oh. vinegar peanuts, everybody. Got on the tip. Good. Thanks right? again, and good night. Lift that disc. Use your knees. <laughs> In Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.